When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the Project Life Mastery Podcast, where it's all about inspiring change and transforming lives. And here's your host. He's an Amazon best-selling author, six-figure blogger, internet marketer, and one of the top life coaches in the world, Stefan Palernos. Hey, everyone. This is Stefan from ProjectLifeMastery.com. Today, I'm really excited to interview Zach Greenfield. Uh, Zach is uh, a friend in a mastermind group that I'm a part of, but... Um, I'm inter- interviewing Zach today because he's actually an Amazon seller and he's had massive success building a brand and selling on Amazon. Uh, he got started with the amazing selling machine just like I did. Um, started in 2014, launched his first product. 2014, you guys did $1.1 million in gross sales. Um, so that's pretty impressive. Um, congratulations on that, first of all. But um, just I, wanna, I just want to thank you just for joining today and uh, excited to learn more about your story. Yeah, thanks for having me, Stefan. It's awesome to be here. Cool, man. Uh, excited to be here. So how did you get into selling on Amazon? And, um, you know, what, what can you share just about what you've learned along the way and how it's changed your life? Well, um, probably started like most of uh, a lot of other people as far as kind of looking at my situation. This was back in uh, probably October 2013. Um, you know, I was working as a paramedic, kind of living paycheck to paycheck. Very fulfilling job, but not something that's really going to give me the lifestyle that I want and kind of take me to the next level. So sitting there with my wife, and we're just thinking, like, what what can we possibly do to change our situation? And I really didn't I really didn't have a lot of ideas. I didn't really work with a lot of people who were you know into internet business or even just a business in general. I didn't even know. So I emailed my brother, um, and my brother he works in uh, internet business, and he knows a lot about it, and kind of explained to him our situation, you know. Hey, you know, I'm, this, I'm sick of living paycheck to paycheck, you know, um, I really want to uh, make a change, kind of figure out something I can do that I'll enjoy and actually, you know, um, make a difference and also kind of give us the lifestyle we want. And so he actually um, knew about ASM and he always sends me these short emails back that are, they usually have like the great advice in them, but this email was super short. Yeah. He was like, you need to give this a try. I really think this will, you know, work well for you. And for someone like me, coming from not knowing anything about the internet, literally. I mean, I watched Netflix on the internet, surfed on the internet, but, you know, nothing, I, I didn't really know the inner workings of the internet very well. So to me, I kind of had that general, like, this looks, you know, is this like a scam? What is this? But, you know, he sent it to me, so I was like, you know what? He sent it to me, and I trust my brother. So I have nothing to lose at this point. So um, that's that's how I got into it, really, just emailing my brother and, uh, 
and getting and honestly I didn't even have a, a capital to start with so yeah. uh, my wife has been really supportive and we talked about you know how are we gonna how are we gonna come up with a capital to do this so we lived in a small town at the time so we decided we'd sell our car wow. and come up with uh, the capital and I think that that sort of jump off the cliff move really did it because at that point it was like you know I can't go back this is what I got to yeah. do and I have to make this work so wow. that's pretty awesome I mean it just yeah. kind of shows that if you're committed enough. To something and I think oftentimes I found people that because I remember for myself when I got started making money online and building an online business I was so committed to it and I found that by making some of those sacrifices and, and even people that I work with they end up getting better results and more success because they're more in a position I think where it's a must and it's like important you've got to make it happen their back yeah. is against the wall and um, that can be a, a, a powerful position to be in to really, to really grow a business. Absolutely, so, I agree. So that's cool. So you started with Amazing Cell Machine. Um, really cool. Um, yeah. You, you know, went through the training and everything, and you found, I guess, you know, the product that you wanted to sell. Did you start having success right away, or did you have certain challenges that you encountered, or how was that process for you? Oh, man. I mean, challenges at every turn for me. Uh, because I didn't know anything about the internet. You know, I saw a lot of these guys, you know, they had come to ASM doing internet marketing and, and I was like, gosh, can I really actually make it not knowing anything about the internet? And there was definitely a big, um, a lot of like scare factor there for me. Um, you know, and here I just sold my car and it's like, what am I going to do if I don't, if I get into this and I'm like waiting over my head. And, um, ultimately, um, the modules are, were set up in such a way to where it was like, I'm like one of those guys where when I search for something on the internet, like how to do something, I'll put for dummies at the end of it, you know, because like, I don't know how to, you know, go about doing this. I need step by step. And it was actually set up like in a perfect modules were set up perfectly action steps. Like I had something to do after each module and I found myself going through the modules way faster than, than, you know, than I, than I should have, which is, which is fine. But, um, you know, there there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of tough areas at first. You know, just learning in general how to contact suppliers, like how to, you know, um, how to find a product that would be potentially good to sell. I mean, it's like, am I going to choose a product that's going to sell one to two a day? I don't know. You know, and that's where a lot of the community that ASM provides really fell into place as well. Because I had Facebook, you know, I had the uh, ASM community, and man, I just was on there. Probably, I mean, I. If I go back and look at my posts, I'm sure I have hundreds of posts on there of like, how do I do this? And responsive, yeah, yeah. I mean, I was getting like three and four responses, you know, yeah. within 20 minutes. Amazing. Um, and so that was a huge part of, you know, getting getting through my big uh, obstacle of not having really good grasp of internet knowledge. And um, our product didn't, uh, uh, when I first chose the product, um, there was a lot of indecisiveness at first. Um, yeah, I mean, sure, I went through like how to choose a product, but really there were so many products I could do, you know, and it was trying to make myself not be afraid of the competition or is this one too popular? And, um, and you know, a lot of those things I can't just go ask people on a Facebook group like, hey, right. should I choose this, guys? Because, yeah. you know, that's just not how it works. And so it ultimately came down to, being able to come make a decision, stand by it, and just persist. And um, sales were not were not heavy right away. Um, it took uh, took a lot of work utilizing the tools ASM provided to really, you know, get off the ground and and, and get selling to where we wanted to. 
Yeah, I, I can relate to that. Um, I don't know which which ASM did you sign up for. You said two, in 2013. This is yeah. It was, I think it was ASM two. Um, yeah. It was October October 2013. I think is when it was. Um, somewhere around there. I think it was ASM two. Okay, okay, cool. Yeah, they, they've improved things a lot. Like they've always changed it and everything. Which yeah, is pretty cool. But I think my girlfriend and I we got. My girlfriend and I both did it together, um, and we got, I think it was maybe ESM4, but we didn't start yeah. going through it until earlier uh, this year, in like February. I think I launched my first product in February, or I forget when, but um, for her, like everything was brand new for her. You know, she's, she's going to university, she just had a nine-to-five job, Yeah, kind of heard about this stuff from me, and it was brand new business for me as well. Like, I've already, I've, I've done a lot of internet stuff before too, though, so I've have a lot of confidence and things like yeah. that. But I found that the way they laid it out, like the first module that I found useful was that they had a lot of success stories where they interviewed just like regular people who had, you know, started with nothing, made a lot of money selling on Amazon, just like amazing, amazing success stories. And I found that just by going through those first, it gave a lot of like both of us, my girlfriend as well, like a lot of confidence in this and a lot of belief um, that, you know, you can make this happen. If these people can do it, then I can do it as well. One thing that they all said was just like, follow the training, just go through that. And kind of what you mentioned too, like you were really active and committed on the, the Facebook and the, the, the forum they had. Just like with anything, I think the more you put into it, the more you get out of it, right? So it's like you, you take advantage of things um, as much, you know, as much as possible and you're going to get way more out of it, which is really cool. And, you know, sure enough, I think, once you start having some success, you, you have like this great confidence about yourself and everything, and then it just makes it much, much easier for your second product, your third product, and uh, it, it's really cool. So, so. Absolutely. I, I agree 100%. 100%. And yeah. follow the training I especially agree with because I, I didn't have any other choice. I couldn't stray from the training because I didn't know where else to go but yeah. the training. So especially for, for me, not having any experience, it was, it was a must. So Cool. Awesome. So you launched in uh, 2014 in February. Um, I guess you launched one product, and you know, do you mind sharing a little bit about the success that you've had and, and sure. where you guys are? Maybe like how many products you've launched since? Or sure. Um, so we got the product ready. I think we probably made our first order in January, um, and I really got involved with uh, kind of doing a. Facebook launch, not ads, but just kind of with my friends and people that I knew. I knew quite a few people on Facebook that were willing to, you know, help me out by, you know, buying, you know, when I when we launched. Um, so we launched February 2014. Um, I think for the first probably month or so it was just me really busting it out, trying to trying to do uh, press releases. I was writing press releases every probably three days, um, and you know, I was getting on my Facebook. I was following up with people. I'm setting up my email tool, you know, just all the stuff that they that they teach in the, those first those first critical months, and um, you know, after the whole uh, you know friends buying it, you know, selling like boom, I had this big burst of yeah. thirty, and I'm checking out the keywords and stuff. Then I think we probably did around like three to five a day, and you know, my goal was like, oh, we're gonna like have this huge party if I hit ten a day, and yeah. by the you know within a probably a month we were doing. Uh, about 10 a day and then it just started exploding from there I and mean, we were doing within that month we had 10 and then 20 and then 30 by the end of that month and then it got into the summer months and we started doing probably 60 to 70 a day and then um, 
the biggest jump was in Christmas. We were doing about 500 to 700 a day, running out right and left, like frantically trying to get stuff in and flying it over with DHL Express to try to get it from China in three days. And um, first starting out, you know, it, it was slow, and it was me wondering if we were going to if it was really going to happen, but um, persistence was absolutely the number one key thing was persisting and just keeping, do the press releases, ignore the competition. Um, and, um, and then, yeah, by the end of the year, I think during that summer we were doing around 30 to 40 K a month. And then Christmas time, we, I think we were doing 263 K a month for a couple months about on average. So it was pretty insane. So did you find, um, like obviously I've heard Christmas time, you've got to have a lot of inventory just because yeah. that time of the year. Mm -hmm. um, but did you find, were there certain things when you look back, some critical things that you did that were responsible in, in having that big boost? Or was it more just the changes in different seasons? And mm -hmm. what would you say would have been the biggest things? Um, as far as boosting, you know, Amazon keeps a lot of their, their analytics secret. So, but um, for me, I really have a strong belief that our press releases really helped get the word out. Um, I wrote a lot of press releases, you know, just basically like creative writing and, you know, saying things about the product, kind of researching things in the barbecue market. And, and, and it was that and in the customer service, really. Um, a lot of it was, you know, these, the reviews people wrote about our customer service was, I mean, I'm, we did, we used um, the ASM uh, email tool and I kind of played with that to try to basically just talk to customers like I would just talk to a buddy, like I would talk to you, you know, and not, I didn't want to, I don't want to be like this, sound like this big company it was just like, well, this is who it is. It's me. And I'm just talking to a customer. They don't like it. You know, I'm, I'm just going to give them their money back and take care of them. That's what we did. We got really great response from that. And I think it was a mixture of, so a mixture of customer service and, Really working on our the URL, all the tools ASM provides, like the URL boosters and, and press release tool, and make sure of that. And then um, really just choosing a, a, a good product and getting good images. Um, there were times when we would have lulls, and when you get when when everything is going good and selling well, you tend to kind of not be as creative. And then when you get this lull, then you're like, what can I do? What can I do to get those sales back up? Or what can I do to increase sales from like ten to twenty? So we would change our product image, and we would make it more dynamic, and we would uh, we would add things into the image to make it just spruce up and make it look really good, like better than the other images. And sure enough, little things like that would just make a difference, a huge difference in conversion rates. Not only that, but title and, and bullet points too. It came down to you know the copywriting and images as well. So. Um, I mean, those are those are probably the few things I would say did the most. Um, so you, you guys still tend to focus on improving those things, like you're always trying to find a way to improve your images, description, title, etc. Yeah, all the time. Because um, what you'll find, and what I found actually, is that once you find something that works really good, it's going to get copied right away, and then you got to be creative and think of other things, you know. Um, but it was really just mess playing around with my title, you know, looking at what my percentages were for conversions when I, when I had my title this one way and then what it was when I changed it, you know, to where I could solidly tell if it was my title or not. And, um, and images as well, you know, I mean, uh, I, I really think the image is huge because that's one thing people see when they first look for the product is that image, you know. And so it's got to be like, it's got to be stellar, you know, it's got to look great. It's got to be like, oh man, that looks so cool and yeah. they want to click on it. Um, so that, that was probably, that and the copywriting were huge, I think. Right, right. 
cool. Um, how about just reviews? Have you found that just getting more and more reviews would equate to more sales, or was there a certain point where you found it didn't matter as much? Or I think I, re- I remember this, actually, um, because once we got to 30 reviews, it seemed that things started to take off. Right. Um, and they were... Uh, uh, some of those reviews were from friends. Some of them were organic reviews, you know, but they were totally honest reviews. Some people would even mention things that they thought could be improved, which was actually really helpful. And, um, and the getting the reviews, it is tough to get reviews, um, yeah. you know, um, the right way, yeah. you know, and part of that was our email tool, like sending emails to people and, you know, getting them to open the email, then getting them to go leave a review, you know, an honest, unbiased review on your product, you know, and, you know, letting them know that, hey, if you do have any issues, just come to me and I'll take care of it. Yeah. And so that was a big thing is trying to find ways to get to get people to open the emails and leave reviews. But ultimately, I think it, if you can find the right, you know, copywriting and find what works for your product, you can do it. I mean, absolutely. So. Yeah, it kind of reminds me. I remember um, I have, I have uh, two friends that sell on Amazon. They're a couple, and they're doing really, really well. And they said that, and even at the last ASM event that I went to, the seminar, they, they all talked about the importance of customer support, having really good customer service. But what my friend said was that, I guess, like I live here in Canada, and you know, I guess the yeah. U.S. Is, is similar in a lot of ways, but uh, the customers are like blown away by the customer service when you provide really good customer support because they've never encountered that before. Because I guess a lot of businesses in the U.S. and even in Canada, it's like a lot of businesses don't offer good customer support. It's just kind of like screw you after you, you buy the product. Right. But when you're totally. willing to you know refund the person, make sure everything's right with them, and you take that extra time, and even if, you know you leave a comment on someone's review, you know just thanking them for leaving a review. Uh, you know, people really appreciate that. And it, depending on your product, if you have a product where you can get repeat customers or you have a brand with multiple products, then you're going to get that person to keep buying from you again and again and again. So I definitely think it's really important. I totally agree 100% with that. Yeah, I, I know uh, I, I haven't gone to this extent yet. I don't know if you do this, but um, I have some friends that sell on Amazon and they've got a whole, like a call center. Um, they they actually call their customers because Amazon provides that info, calls them up and says, hey, you know, did you receive the product? Is everything okay with it? Um, You know, great. You know, and even just asking for a review too. Like that, I think that's an important thing is just don't be afraid to ask, hey, you know what? You know, leave an honest review, good or bad, because if it is is bad, we want that as feedback on what we could do better to improve the product. So just even asking for the review, I think is really important. I totally agree. And that's, and that's one of the one of the big things too. Asking for an honest, unbiased review. I actually tried the calling. Um, oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. I tried the calling during the summer actually. And uh, man, let me tell you, like I totally bombed that one. Like, <laughs> I, but I I think it was because like there's such an art to like calling, right. you know. And, and I and I was just like, you know, I'm just gonna be like, I'm just gonna be a cool bro and, and yeah, call yeah. and talk. To, and it just didn't it didn't pan out for me. It worked, you know, a couple times, but. Oh. It, uh, the times it did work, the customer just wanted to stay on the phone and talk and talk and talk. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And then it got to the point where our sales were such to where I couldn't, there was right, no way right, I could keep right. up calling everyone. Yeah. But I have heard about the call centers though. And actually I know a couple of people that have awesome success with them. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just something that uh, I haven't revisited yet. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, there's, there's definitely a method to it. Even I guess offering a coupon code. You know, hey, I'd love yeah. to give you a coupon for your next purchase. Um, yeah. 
but yeah, just definitely, I'm not a phone person. Like I'm not a, yeah. <laughs> I'm not a customer support guy at all in any way. Like I find, um, I have a whole team that handles all my customers, but I just, yeah. and it, you, you're getting frustrated or, or whatever. So I, I'd rather have someone else do that for me. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let me, let me ask you about the other thing you mentioned, just going back to the press releases. Mm-hmm. Uh, so for people that aren't aware about that, um, so you're running up a press release about your product and I guess you're just submitting it to different directories and either is it, what, did you find the benefit from that? Like actually getting picked up by media outlets and having stories or just the, the traffic that you would get from those being, I guess, on search engines or all that sort of stuff. Um, for me, um, I haven't found my press releases getting picked up by any crazy big news outlets or anything. But what I have found is that when I search for my product in Google, my press releases come up first, yeah. uh, except for Amazon, of course. Amazon's tend to come up first, but Amazon's list, they're my listing on Amazon. But um, I was getting a lot of um, of our, our um, press releases were coming up first for like those keywords that I was putting in them. And when we started a size variation on our product, you know, obviously I wrote a press release announcing that. And we got a ton of traffic to that and even found it on forums then, like hey, look, the company's you know, releasing a new size. And then they had a, a link to the press release. And so that's when I, that was probably the one time where I was like, wow, these press releases really are doing something. And, you know, and you're creating content. You're creating, like, information about your company. So sometimes what people will um, tend to do, and I do this too, is I go to Amazon, I look for a product, and then I'll go to Google to see if I can find some more information about it. Maybe if I can find it for a better deal or who knows. But, I mean, that's usually never the case. I usually end up going back to Amazon. But maybe if I want to find out about it or the company a little more. And so that's what I think people did. I think the press releases were really helpful. And, well, you know, um, I, I can't say, like, on what level, but I do know that when I search for my product in Google, that my, all my press releases come up, awesome. and they're really, they have really helpful information in them as well. Cool. Um, did you guys just stick with, going back to your story, did you stick with that one product, or have you launched other products since then, or what have you guys done since? We've uh, launched size variations on our current product, which was, which was much needed. Um, is that separate listings, by the way, or is that all fit within the one it's all It's all in one listing, okay. and then we have kind of a size chart deal. So um, it was a huge demand for it. I think most of our negative reviews were because people wanted a different size. Um, and then we launched two more products after that, and actually not right away. I would say probably almost a year after we launched our first product, then we launched a second one. And I would have to say that's probably something I should have done earlier if I could go back, but I was so focused on that one product, you know. And, and then we just recently, a few months ago, launched a third product as well. Cool. And um, and basically, you know, just kind of trying to, I think it's really important to get that, a system down, you know, your system of doing things that works for you and that has worked for your product and then sort of apply it to your next products, I think is really helpful. So that's what I'm trying to do with our, our two other products right now. Cool. And you guys strictly right now just sell in the U.S. or have you guys branched out in any other markets? Um, we're in Canada as well, but purely just exporting from U.S. to Canada. And then we just um, are about to go live in Japan. Okay. We uh, we just got everything. The customs process took a while, but um, Amazon actually made it really easy. And they have this go-between guy that kind of communicates and helps you along like baby steps because, I mean, that's a really foreign market for me. And they made it so easy to just to go in and, you know, we're able to access millions of people over there as well um, with premium priced products. You know, Tokyo is a very expensive place. And um, 
So that's that's where we're at right now. We've done U.S., Canada, and uh, Japan now. So. so is it just to? I, I have, I'm only in some of the U.S. right now. I live in Canada, um, and obviously each market, each platform's totally different in terms of the demand and reviews, all that sort of stuff. But you found the process. I mean, you mentioned Japan; it's been pretty easy, but. Um, yeah, I mean, have you found it easy? Has it been pretty simple? Um, you, I guess you have to send inventory to that. Your fulfillment centers there too, right? Yeah, we developed a good relationship with a shipping company that we use to ship stuff from. Uh, we use Shapiro to ship from uh, China to the U.S., and they can also take care of Japan as well. The only thing I would say so far, because we haven't actually started selling yet over there, I would say the hardest thing so far is just time. It's, it takes time for them to approve your product and what you want to sell. And then you also have to hire a go-between guy over there that's in charge of uh, doing customs paperwork, and kind of, he's kind of like the mediator there for Americans selling stuff in Japan. But so far, it's just that's really been the only drawback is time. Um, but I really can't speak to his selling in Japan yet just because I haven't gone live. Yeah, helpful. Yeah. <laughs> okay, cool. Um, all right, let me ask you about uh, this. Is one thing a lot of people ask about is just. Um, suppliers, manufacturers. You mentioned, I think, that you found your, your suppliers in China, which a lot of people, they go overseas. Mm-hmm. Any tips or advice that you can give with that? Um, a lot of people, for example, uh, I, I'm not sure if you used Alibaba, but you know that's a place a lot of people use. But even just, I guess, communicating with them, things that you look for, You know, maybe you've been working with maybe your supplier for over a year now, building that relationship. Anything around that? Absolutely. Um, I think relationship is a huge thing, um, building a relationship with the supplier. Um, to start with, though, Alibaba, I like Alibaba because there's a whole lot of, there's like they have the trade assurance. They have a lot of things in place for your protection, which is really important, um, especially when you don't always know what you're getting into in deal with China. I mean, my first payment to China was by Western Union, and if you can imagine how I felt, I basically felt like, well, here's my entire car and I'm never going to see it again and all the money's going to China. And so that's kind of how I felt at first, um, just because some of them have, some of them don't have PayPal yet or these yeah. or different payment methods. But um, I would have to say that I didn't, I sort of adopted my own method of communicating with them. When I first approached them, these bigger companies, they're used to people that are selling in Walmart and coming into the company. So they're used to these big businessmen. So what I first did when I contacted them with was that I, I kind of made myself like an, sound like an established company. I was like, you know, we're uh, you know company based out of the U.S. We're interested in doing a a market test. So basically, that was kind of my word for for ordering a smaller amount was yeah. testing the market. We'd like to test the market for this new product that we feel will sell really well, and just kind of putting you know being very professional at first, but. Um, the one thing about the the Chinese communicating with Chinese suppliers, they really like to use emojis. I found out, and uh, so after we established, you know, so as soon as you talk to them on Alibaba and you get interest, then you go to Skype. You give them your Skype name, they give you yours, and you talk on Skype, uh, usually just chatting. And um, man, they're just super into the emojis. So um, I found that once once I was kind of comfortable with them, then it was just like all these emojis started going back and forth. And, Super funny, and, and they're, they're cool. I mean, they're, they're into building a relationship with, with you, and they're actually, I've actually come to really have a lot more respect and, and like for this Chinese, Chinese culture. Um, they sort of, they, they send us gifts for Christmas, and we send them gifts and for different holidays, and it's like, it's, 
it's become like they I can say they've become a good friend. My supplier has. I, I actually talk to her often on on uh, Skype, even when I don't have orders to make. And um, trust is the big thing because it's not it's not there at first. You don't know what your supplier's going to do. You always think they're trying. You know, we always have a tendency to think like, okay, they're trying to connive us for something. And it's not always the case. We have something we have to be careful of, I think. But um, I would say uh, some more important advice would be to com- when you get quotes, uh, compare quotes. I mean, that's you got to. Com- you can't just go to one supplier and you're like, I've got such a great feeling. I'm going to go with them, even if you get along great with them. I think you just you have to shop around. You have to go to other suppliers. Like, is their product quality? Like, you know, one of the things that we do when we're looking at our new product is we'll say, well, we need this to be top level quality um, and we have a very strict testing process blah 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 and if you say that they'll tell you they'll be like well this this isn't the highest quality product but we do are cheaper than everyone else and you can and then sometimes they'll actually change you know uh, change their product in certain ways if you want but that's one thing that's really important to do is really demand that high quality um, because the whole goal in this is to provide value for people we're not just here to make money. We're here to provide value. And that can mean finding a product that has flaws and making it better. And so it's really important with China because you can get some bad stuff from China is to demand that quality. Um, develop a good relationship with your supplier. Compare quotes. Um, and uh, communicate often with them. Um, you know, develop a familiarity with them. And I think the longer longer that you're with them, the better deals you get. The larger orders you make, the better deals you get. And um, I think it's really important to to communicate well and to kind of have a good bearing of current pricing on stuff. Right. So. Cool. Totally agree. And yeah. and just to be clear for people that are watching this as well, you're uh, private labeling your products as well. That's taught in ASM. So you're basically finding products and putting it on packaging, your labeling, improving it in some way. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. We uh, Our product's quite generic, actually. It's one of those products that people can slap a label on and sell, basically. And we saw that as we were as we were growing, and so we actually opened our own mold um, for our product. So we had a, a designer um, kind of design our own pattern and everything. And then, did you do that right at the beginning or after a certain time? Um, we did know. We did that probably a year after we launched. Um, it wasn't something that I was financially prepared to do, and it wasn't. So, and I wanted to be convinced that you know, I, I waited till I built the brand basically, and that people were familiar with the brand. And now, how can I set myself apart? I think some people can do that at the beginning, but it's not always cost effective. I think it's like you know, don't try to go, don't try to invest tons and tons of money on this brand new product that you don't even know if it's, if it's going to sell it, you know, establish it a little bit and then, and then think about, you know, making it more unique to you. Yeah. And so, um, to make those improvements or do that mold, did you just work with your existing supplier for that or did you have to find a new supplier? How did, how did that work? I did. I didn't really know how to go about it at first. So, um, I, uh, close this real fast. So I actually, uh, asked my supplier, Hey, do you, do people open molds? Can, how can we change this? Yeah. And she was like, oh, yeah, people people can change it you know, as much as they want. We don't do it very often, but you can. And so I got a price on it. And then, um, of course, I didn't want them selling it. So I, I ended up getting a lawyer off of Odesk that specialized in non-disclosure agreements. And I had them draft up a non-disclosure agreement. And then I had it sent to China. And then they signed it. I signed it. And it was official. 
And I sent it back to the lawyer so he could look it over. And it was all very cheap. It was under $200 to do that. Wow, that's awesome. Yeah, just for the legal part of it. And, uh, you know, and it was that easy. And then we had our new mold design within a couple of months. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah I mean, that, that's a really good idea because I guess at the beginning when you're private labeling, one of the challenges is that oftentimes, you, you know, differentiating from the other products can be a little bit challenging. It's often usually the product images or the reviews or the color or features or whatever it is. But if you can at a certain point create your own custom, unique variation of that product, then that's a great way to differentiate yourself and, and uh, set yourself apart in that market. Absolutely. That's a big that's a big part of it is setting yourself apart in whatever way, whether it be customer service, which isn't always visible yeah. on top, but you know, yeah. images, everything, I totally agree. Cool. Um, let me ask you real quick just about um, marketing your product. Um, you mentioned the press releases. Uh, I think you briefly mentioned the giveaways too. Have you found that to be one of the most effective ways if you're just brand new, launching a product, you need reviews, you need to, you know, boost your product and Amazon's listing. Just to find people that, you know, just giving away for a coupon or what have you found works best? Um, I didn't do a lot of that start. Um, there's a lot of sites now that, that can help with that. Um, one of the sites that I started using recently was AMZ Tracker and it's yeah. been great for getting my product ranked. And, and it's, it's one of the most, I think it's one of the best sites for getting, helping get reviews in by following Amazon's rules. Yeah. Um, but I didn't really have a lot of those at the very beginning. It was mainly with just friends. And then when I wanted to get a boost of like five or 10 sales, I would, I would call some friends and, and have them help me out with it. And I would do like, a, you know, get the item down to a dollar basically, or I'd have them buy it for full price and then refund them right. or, give, or give them their money. So, um, for me, um, I didn't do a whole lot of giveaways at first. Um, I think they can be good for ranking the product, but from what I noticed for some of the people that are doing that under our listing, to get some ranks temporarily and then they'll sort of drop back down. I think the key is to try to get, um, if you were going to do coupon giveaways, I would, I would say to maybe do, if you have an opportunity, like let's say you want to give 20 away, I would say do five a day so that you have like consistent sales for four days straight. And then it's not just going to be this huge boost yeah. in sales and then a drop off. You're going to have like the steady, steady rate of sales. And I think that's, um, that's something that I tried that was that was more effective. But um, I think Amazon rewards that, right? They reward both. You know, one is they might feature you a little bit more if you get that big boost, but they also want to feature products that are consistent in selling over the long term and over every day or every week or whatever too, right? I totally, absolutely, yeah. That's that's what we found. The product we had was um, we got into it at the right time. It was not. It was a good selling product. But there weren't very many others selling it yet, so it was very it was it wasn't too hard for us to get um, ranked on that product fairly quickly as far as keywords go and everything like that. So, um, for the new products we've had, it's been a little more difficult. But with persistence, I found that there's for all the people that are getting into this, there's very few that will actually persist when their product's not selling. A lot of them will drop off. And it's the people, I think, that persist with doing that stuff to get their product ranked and everything else that really end up getting on top. Awesome. Oh, man. Well, you know, we've, we've covered a lot of different areas here um, already, but I want to ask you a little bit, you know, what would you, what advice would you give to someone maybe that's watching this? They're like, wow, that's amazing. Maybe almost like if you're talking to yourself when you just got started, someone's just brand new to this. They don't have any internet experience or anything. Yeah. 
Uh, I guess what, would, what kind of advice would you give to someone like that, that maybe they're in a job, maybe they're in a tough financial situation, they're looking for this as an opportunity, uh, yeah, any, any words of wisdom or motivation or advice you can give? Absolutely. Um, I think one of the, the scary things that looking at a program like this can be, well, there's so many people, like, this is oversaturated. Right. Uh, there's not, a, how, how, how am I going to fit into this huge ocean of people doing this? And one thing that I've found is that although there are a lot of people doing it, there's still a very smaller percentage of people that order online. There's still a huge amount of growth in this industry for, for, for sales, even on Amazon. I mean, Amazon's growing huge. Um, and there is a piece of pie for everyone. There may be a lot of products, but that doesn't mean that yours can't be on top. You know? And I think one of the keys is mindset. Um, if you want to, if you want to change, you know, your situation and your lifestyle, you you do have to work hard. And but I would say that in in all the arenas that you have to take a shot at, this is one of the best ones because I got into it not knowing anything about it, um, and and I was able to to learn it and you catch on really quick. But um, persistence, really. I mean, I heard something the other day that. Um, I totally agree with and that's uh, failure can't cope with persistence so literally if you just the days that are tough the days where you're like I don't know if I'm going to make it through next week I need to go get a job just persist it's going to pay off absolutely 100% um, you'll you get creative you know learn to love your product find find different ways you know if uh, if you can't afford a website um, I spent two hours on, on YouTube to learn how to, to build a website. Just, uh, you know, do the work, be persistent, keep your mindset strong. And it, it absolutely will happen. It just will. There's, yeah. there's no doubt about it. That's awesome. Let me ask you this. Do you think going back, you would have been able to create this without a training program like amazing selling machine? Because I often see people that, and I, I remember I, when I first got in the internet stuff, I had a bit of stubbornness thinking, Oh, I can do it all on my own. And, and there is a lot of free info out there you can piece together and, and try to do this with. But I want to I want to hear your thoughts on that. Um, I actually tried before <laughs> before um, um, and for me not knowing anything about the internet, I needed a, I needed a step by step. I needed I needed someone to say, "Here's what you got to do after this video. Go take these steps." Um, this I honestly. Don't now. There's no way I could have done this just googling this stuff because there's so much information out there that may or may not lead you down a path you don't want to go. I mean, ASM. It, it was so great in so many ways because I had videos that were step by step with action steps. But there's so much value in the program because the tools are there that I still use every day to promote my first product. Yeah. You and you absolutely that alone, I would say the tools are worth the amount you would pay just to get into the program, let alone the amazing information that they provide. I'm, I mean, I'm, it's, it's absolutely changed my life, and I don't know how I could have done it without, without the uh, information provided in the instructional videos. Yeah, I can relate. People like me. <laughs> yeah, no, I can relate. I mean, I think the biggest thing it gave myself, and especially my girlfriend, was confidence. It's mm -hmm. like when you invest in something and it's laid out for you, you have this certainty or confidence that you can do it too. Yeah. I mean, I could have maybe like, I'm sure you could have like figured it out eventually. Right. And <laughs> you would have failed a lot along the way. You probably would have wasted a lot of money. 
making mistakes on different product opportunities or, or whatever it is. But I know without a shadow of a doubt, my girlfriend, uh, I mean, she, she admits like she would have never been able to do this if it wasn't for how simple that they made everything and the community and all that sort of stuff they put together. So, yeah. Totally agree. And in the community, there's lots of people who are doing, you know, there's a million amongst people in the community that you can't access, you can't just access by going to Google. Yeah. You're able to get information that you normally have to pay a lot for just by Facebook messaging someone. It's, it's that simple. So, cool. So I guess my last question is, um, I just love to hear just how, how would you say this has changed your life? You know, just kind of looking back at yourself a few years ago. I mean, now it's like, it's amazing how fast your life can change because even two years is a short period of time. Right. But, uh, how has it changed your life and even maybe your wife or just your family? Um, well, for one, it's actually given me a lot of hope that I can have this lifestyle that I've wanted, that I've seemed to always see and not understand how I can obtain that. Um, it's it's also given it's it's taught me a lot about the internet too. It's also opened up opportunities to go into places like uh, we're working on getting into uh, Cabela's and Walmart and Target, and that's sort of our next goal. And that's a huge opportunity. That's totally different from selling online, but you know it came about because because of this. So um, we're actually able to start, you know. Saying, "Hey, you know this our this lifestyle we want is now within reach. We're able to make some of these changes. We're able to meet meet people that are just so big in this industry that are you know lifelong friends that are just the type of people that you're bound to succeed even if you're just hanging around them. I mean, it's it's crazy. Like it's opened up so many doors, yeah. even more than just changing our lifestyle. So, um, total life changer." I mean, absolute life changer. Oh man, well, I want to, I want to thank you again just for sharing your story. I think uh, I'm inspired from it. Um, definitely what's possible. And, um, I think this will really benefit a lot of people just kind of showing them this opportunity that, uh, you know, you, you gave a lot of great advice and, um, practical things that people can apply to. So I want to thank you again, man. And, uh, just really appreciate it. Yeah. Thanks for having me on. I'm super flattered. You asked me, man. So it's awesome. Cool, man. Awesome. That's great, man. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Project Life Mastery Podcast. Make sure to visit the blog at www.projectlifemastery.com for more videos, podcasts, and articles that can help you take your life to the next level. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for two forty nine dollars a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.